Hi, and welcome to Phoned In, Bomb Magazine's poetry reading by phone podcast. In this podcast, we will have a reading by C.A. Conrad. C.A. Conrad is the author of The Book of Frank and a collaboration with poet Frank Sherlock, The City Real and Imagined. He is also the author of Advanced Elvis Course, Somatic Midge, and Deviant Propulsion. The son of white trash asphyxiation, his childhood included selling cut flowers along the highway for his mother and helping her shoplift. Hi, uh, is this Conrad? Hi, is this Luke? Yeah, this is Luke from Bob Magazine. How are you doing today? Great, how are you? Good, thanks. Thanks so much for doing this. All right, well, thanks for having me. I'm going to start off with reading some selections from the Book of Frank, and that is going to be coming out in the fall of 2010 from Wave Books. Um, so I'm going to read, I'm just going to start reading some of those. Let's see. <clears throat> when Frank was born, father inspected the small package the nurse handed him. But where's my daughter's cunt? My daughter has no cunt. Mother leaned from the bed. This is your awful son, dear. Your son has no cunt. Why doesn't my son have a cunt? What has happened? What a wicked world, dark and spinning on its one good leg. Frank hated the nine miscarriages kept in jars of formaldehyde. Mother burped each one, spooned peas against the glass. She rocked them all at once in her arms, no room for Frank. You are too big for a jar, my child. You will betray me the rest of your life. Frank ate clear around the sleeping worm of the apple. Any life saved in this place is magic, Frank said. It's life coming back to you. Frank hammers carrots all day. It works. The earth can't leave us. Father was drunk and yelling. And rule number nine, everybody dies. Upon hearing rule number nine, Frank suddenly forgot all other rules. Frank grew crows for hands. It was a difficult childhood. At dinner during prayer, his crows flapped excited in the name of the Lord. Frank, keep still, Mother hollered. Did you wash your crows? Did you wash your filthy, stinking crows? When Father died... Frank was found straddling him, his crows picking the seven gold fillings. Frank saw a giant eat a park bench with her vagina, drink a swimming pool with her vagina. I saw her swallow the baby and spit out the crib, Frank said. He tiptoed past her snoring uterus one night and heard a few familiar voices cry out. 
Would you sign my book, Mr. Poe? Frank asked the pile of bones and the shovels of dirt. Why, certainly, young man, answers Frank in a different voice. Frank knows a butterfly who wonders about her old caterpillar friends. For love, Frank spoke softly in the envelopes instead of writing letters. Frank puts four, five, six sticks of dynamite in his mouth. He lights a match, imagines the gold it'll knock out of his head. In the laundromat, Frank found blueprints for a cocoon dropped from a caterpillar's pocket. I must try this at once, I must try this at once, he chanted, marching home. Frank is grateful for the ride, but knows most trucks carry semen stains. Looking for these, the driver asks, pointing to eager swimmers long since dried on radio, ashtray, cup holder. May flowers. Frank shuts his legs, but music seeps through. The cop followed Frank into the diner, shouting, Hey, sleazebag, your shadow's in the street on his knees blowing mine. Frank looks out the window where a crowd has gathered. Yeah, Frank says, they seem to be finishing up. But no, they're just switching places. Frank calls, Boring, out the door and shoots whoever shows up. Frank was embarrassed in the bar when his skin began to smoke. Hey, man, someone yelled, do you need the fire department? Everybody laughed. No, he said with a nervous smile, waving his arm to clear the smoke, which only made it worse. It will pass, he said. It's just the condition of my soul. It will pass. At the party, everyone traced fingers on their bodies where they preferred to have cancer if they had to have cancer. The host asked Frank where he'd like to have his. What a question, Frank said. I'd like my cancer right here, and traced a circle on the host instead. Frank added milk to the instant cowboy mix and herded himself into the living room, mooing. The cowboy rode him slowly around the TV, playing a lonesome guitar. When this was finally too sad and boring, Frank ignored the warning label and stirred a few more cowboys. His wife came home to find him snoring, tied naked to the ceiling, bleeding from the rump with a smile on his face and a fresh brand upon his thigh. From the menu of dead authors, Frank orders Emily Dickinson's breast with dumplings and the braised thigh of an East Nin. His wife orders Leo Tolstoy's ring finger with caviar and the candied genitals of Jack Kerouac. Kerouac's erection arrives shimmering in gravy. Mmm, she says, nibbling the tip. Frank glares and stabs a breast.
At the doctor's request, Frank stopped shaving the chair. In a month, it was the most comfortable chair in the house. Frank hands the cowboy a wad of tissues. These contain semen I produced when thinking of you. The cowboy sniffs them and smiles. Thanks, Frank. I'll put them with the others. Is no one else sick of this paralysis of gravity, Frank asks. When I was a boy, I stepped into the sky, and I was a boy, not a surrealist. Part of the dream is that you accept your waking life as part of the dream. Pig says to Frank, This fence keeps you in your world. Frank says to Pig, This fence keeps you in your world. Pig says to Frank, This fence keeps you in your world. Frank says to Pig, This fence keeps you in your world. Pig says to Frank, This fence keeps you in your world. So that's from the book of Frank. That's going to come out later in 2010. With an, I'm very excited about this. It's going to be a beautiful edition, and there's going to be an introduction by Eileen Miles. I wanted to read um, a couple of small things from this um, older book. Uh, My friend Frank Sherlock and I had a correspondence collaboration that we did years ago that became something we called End to Begin with Chance. And I want to read just a few little pieces from my part of the correspondence. With chalk on Philadelphia sidewalks, right? A patch of daisies right here now. Right. Once a blackberry kingdom. Right. Cantaloupe ghost. Gather on the catapult disguise as a cocktail party, you smiling America. Mouthwash a poet cleans, not quiets the alarm. Certain streets in Philadelphia smell of burnt toast early in the morning. Hurry torn amended light, a man orders a plate of toast to go. It is delicious in the bag on the streets of Philadelphia. Light mended and torn hurry, elevators rising, crisp, delicious. Frank and I have a book that just came out, um, a new book, and it's a collaboration called The City Real and Imagined, and we're very excited about it. The um, the very talented ph- photographer Zoe Strauss provided the cover for us. She's mind-blowing in many ways, and um, I wanted to read, we would meet at Robert Indiana's Love Sculpture and go throughout Philadelphia taking turns, leading these walks, and 
And then we would go our separate ways and write our poems, but we put them together as one long poem in the end. But I'm going to read two sections, just two poems from my end. And instead of a dedication page, we have a definition page. We collaborated on a, the definition of the word Philadelphia, and I want to start off with that. And in the book, it looks just like it would if it were appearing in a dictionary or encyclopedia. Philadelphia, noun or imaginary noun. One, geographic location. Two, brotherly love. Three, geographic location of otherly love. Four, the real and imagined. Quote, I had wrist surgery so I wouldn't have to cut them myself, unquote. Aline Steinberg, poet and friend. If I removed my shirt to hide their bloodstains, I don't remember. Love and revenge have no separate lists of gods. Can you remember September 10th, 2001? It's chaos who gets the earmark, never the daily beauties. A love where each human canon breaches fear's illusions. Near the bank machine feel cameras focus overhead. He says I have a problem with authority. My mother winks and smiles. I was happy Matisse was a painter when my friend could pay her rent selling hot dogs outside the show. Watch them purchase those homosexual home essentials as though Stonewall and other American revolutions were fought to guarantee purchase power. Funny how everyone who tells me they'd rather live in centuries past is rich and white. Dare to compose a terrible love for constitutional stay of execution. Dare to compose a terrible love for those in the song with you. And to see, finally, from a sudden pair of stilts, how could have been never served us once. Quote, we just heard a live recording of Dvorak Symphony Number no. 4 in D minor, with former President Ronald Reagan playing all nine instruments at once, unquote. Radio DJ in my dream last night. Shooting six-pointed stars for the Seal of Solomon. What American corporations did death contract to build our eternal hotels? The unions are fucked. The third world will not enter the afterworld as the third world? Or was your Bible another political promise of warm piss divined as milk? Taste your own and let me know. My friend says she'd rather see state-imposed atheism than state-imposed theism, but I'd rather see the state disappear. Can't we imagine our hands on one another instead? Question our extent of warmth? Love was a tomb for a while between borders. If drag queens ruled the world, our warmth would never be in question. I will live with you like war has finally ended. Please meet me there classic evil, new evil. What's the fucking difference? Great teachers remain great students. Sherlock and I see Masonic symbols every place we look. Setting malls, trowels, a butcher side of beef and window sports and all seeing eye. This is getting creepy. Can we leave now? So that was from our new book, The City Real and Imagined, um, that came out just a month ago from Factory School Books under the heretical text imprint. And um, they published some of my favorite. I really am honored to be on there because they published some of my favorite living poets. 
You just heard C.A. Conrad read for Phoned In, Bomb Magazine's Poetry Reading by Phone podcast. This was Episode 8 of Phoned In. The music was by the band World's Greatest Dad. For other podcasts, streaming video, web-exclusive interviews, and more, check out bombsite.com.